Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering voicelessly. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on 1080 The Fan. Get back into the NFL. Go through National Football League some more today. Get our Sprague Line picks on at 8.30, so get those Sprague Line sponsors in. Looking forward to this weekend. Um, random college football note before we get into the Pac-12 I saw. These are things that people don't always like hear about or realize, and then it happens, and they see it, and they go, oh, I, I had no idea. Underrated bad move for ESPN yesterday. They, they lost Chris Felica to Fox Sports. Yeah, the bear. The bear is leaving ESPN, and he's going to the uh, – what, what are they – is it – What's the game? Pre-game? Big no- big noon the kickoff. Big, the big nooner? Yeah. The big noon noon It's called the big dumper. Uh, the big dumper. He's going to the big dumper. He's leaving ESPN. He's been at ESPN since 1995. The bear, he does a gambling podcast too. Him and uh, Stanford Steve. Yeah. They put their picks on ESPN.com. I, I, I love it. I consume the content. And he's just really smart. Like He's one of the more knowledgeable guys. And a lot of that is his Vegas backing of he loves to gamble. Mm-hmm. And it just I, I think those are underrated things that, like, you don't always see it. Like, McAfee gets on and he's funny and he's loud. You don't even think about it. There's going to be weeks where they're going to really miss that dude. And I thought that was a big pickup for Fox. He's been around for a long time. And it, when they show him for that little, like, four-minute, like, who are the Bears picks this week? And he puts a little Bear logo next to the team on the board, who he's picking. I, that's a, It's a funny segment. You and I are into the gambling content. And he's one of the pioneers to a certain extent of it because he's been doing that on game day for a long time. Now it's mainstream and ESPN has all these different shows and there's podcasts and gambling angles are tied into everything. But he was one of the original ones. Uh, Pac-12 news yesterday. George Klievkoff stepped to the podium 
and had this to say about their media rights deal. Who will land the TV media rights for the Packers? Yeah, I think the first thing I would say is that we remain very bullish about the long-term future of growth and success for the Pac-12, including our media rights deal. We, we bought some of the strongest school brands and markets in college athletics, even without USC and UCLA. And we're now in the open market with our media rights, exploring a multitude of opportunities. You know, it, it's interesting with the Big 12's announcement, at this time, we're the only Power 5 school in the open market with our media rights for the next eight years. And as a result, we have significant interest from potential partners, both incumbents and new entrants. And we'll, we'll move it expeditiously to negotiate those new agreements, but there's no rush, particularly with the Big 12's announcement and you know, waiting on the UC Regents uh, meeting the week coming up after next. Um, you know, we're, we're com- committed to taking the time to consider the best possible partnership outcomes in, in service of our member schools. And, you know, um, I, I would not expect an announcement on media rights from the conference, uh, the balance of this calendar year, uh, but, but we'll be back at it next year and ready for an announcement. And we are bullish on where we're going to end up. We're the hot thing that everybody wants, but nobody's claiming us yet. It's this, kind of the energy I'm getting. This is like a politician on the campaign trail. He's promising a lot, and pretty soon he's going to be in office, and we're going to see if you get anything you promised done, because we're going to have the answer on that media deal in a couple of months, and you're saying people are bullish, and we're the only ones on the market, and things are going to go well. There's been no indication that that None market is very rewarding, the way he's teeing None. it up. None. At all. Like, there's been speculation of Amazon. And I love that people just assume Amazon does the NFL. They do it exactly like the Pac-12. I'm like, uh, what? ESPN does Monday Night Football. Do they do the Pac-12 that well or the Big 12? No, they don't. They always give us the HD cameras. What are you talking about? You're going to get a slight, if it's Amazon, you're getting the slightly lesser version of Amazon's football NFL package. Like, that's just, I don't get to look at Carissa Thompson. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, you don't get to look at uh, uh, Andrew Whitworth, Andrew is what I'm telling you. I don't you. get an Andrew Whitworth. Can we get Al Michaels on the call of Pac-12 games? Well, look, I, there's really not much to add. He's basically Doesn't saying. Doesn't he live in L.A.? He's in. He lives in L.A., right? Al Michaels? I believe yeah. he does. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He's he's a Brentwood guy. A big yeah. golfer. Him and O.J. were neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Like I think he's neighbors with LeBron He's now. got, like, king season tickets, I think. But, like, he, you know, overall, I don't really have much to add to the media thing. I'm more interested to hear what you're upset about. You have something he pissed you off with. <laughs> yeah. The media rights thing is funny because you get, you get the West Coast local reporters that tell you it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then you get the Midwest people that are like, hey, it's not. It's the Big 12, and then... The Big 12 got their media rights deal, and they, they ended up pretty decently. I have no idea if the Pac-12 is going to beat the Big 12. I tend to believe they won't, and that it's not going to be the greatest of deals. But Klyovkov is, of course, the commissioner, so he's going to, I think, oversell it a little bit. Yeah, I the only look you cue the butthurt uh, dirt texts that are going to come in on this. The only thing that pissed me off yesterday, the officiating thing was funny. Like they're not going to fix it. Officiating in this conference has been a dumpster fire for how long now? Like you're not going to fix that in one off season. I did like the decision to stay in Vegas for the conference championship game. Like, that should be permanent. It's sold out. The atmosphere is going to be great tonight. It was great last year. For How about that? Sold out Dude, Pac-12 huge. championship Think game. back to when we played Pac-12 championship games in San Fran- or Santa Clara, Jeez. and there was like 47 people there, awesome. and it was asleep, and it was like horrible. This was the move that should have always been made, and I'm glad that they're extending that. That's a good sign. And, hey, I shouldn't make too much fun of him. I'll, we'll wait until we see the evidence on a media deal, and then we'll make fun of him if he's under uh, projections. The, what, what pissed me off yesterday was his effusive praise of USC. That really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, this, this school is leaving you high and dry. 
this school is the reason that you might be out of a job in five years. We don't even know if the Pac-12 is going to exist after this next TV deal, or even if teams are going to sign on to the, you know, the grant of rights that you're going to have to do to, to you know, link up with it with a television network. He came out and was like, "We're incredibly proud of them. We're incredibly excited that they're in the college football playoff race." I, I wish he would have taken a different tone. The ratings this year for the Pac-12 as a whole on ABC, Fox, ESPN, all the networks were up 18% from last year. And this this was the prime example or an opportunity for him to say, you see what happens when you invest in college football? And hey, USC, maybe if you invested in college football 15 years ago the way that you did this offseason, you wouldn't have had to need a bailout from the Big Ten. Maybe if you invested in college football 15 years ago, we wouldn't have had to go through this conversation of what happened to the Pac-12? Why is the Pac-12 so bad? Why can't the Pac-12 win a championship? You were supposed to be the blue blood of our conference. You were supposed to be the team that wins national championships. Everybody else has their blue blood being successful. Alabama in the SEC, Ohio State in the Big Ten, Oklahoma in the Big 12 has been to a ton of playoffs. Like Blue bloods everywhere are doing great. Outside of here for the last 15 years, now you invest, now you leave. The ratings were good. You can, you've shown that you can get Get into a playoff position by being in the Pac-12, and you're still going to leave us high and dry. This I, I I hated the praise of USC and UCLA for the seasons that they had instead of taking a different tone. Uh, I want to get into the USC-Utah thing. Will USC throw up all over themselves tonight? Because Vegas is suggesting that that might happen. And I want to talk about that before we get to Matt Mayoko at 730. So we'll get there. We'll go to the Pac-12 title game coming up next on The Fan. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models. Like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll get to Matt Mayoko, NBC Sports Bay Area. He covers the Niners. We'll talk about the Niner-Dolphin game coming up. We'll have more on college football championships uh, coming this weekend. I Just to note, I don't know if this is one of those uh, it's fake things. Like You remember the LeBron commercial where he was shooting full-court shots casually and it looked like real, but it was clearly fake? Yeah, we had the Brady throwing the ball into the jugs machine and throwing yes. back to him. I don't know if this is the same thing. I'm just passing along what I see in social media's a cesspool, especially now. Uh, Drew Brees is in Venezuela shooting a commercial for Points Bet US, and there's video of him being struck by lightning before shooting the commercial. And I, I'm not sure oh. if this is real. 
or if it's some weird fake campaign to promote a gambling company. Okay. Uh, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Because if this is real, I, I can't believe he's alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the video right now. Give it a second. Wait till the end. He gets... It oh, yeah. It. It's really weird. Yeah, there. I mean, there's some uh, folks that are tweeting this. And I... Yeah, maybe there's a... You know, this is, again, a fake campaign or something, but I don't know. There's a weird video out there. You can find it. They tweeted, we're aware of the media coverage regarding our brand ambassador, Drew Brees. We're in communication with his team and will continue to monitor events through the coming hours. That's nuts. At this stage, we will not be making any further comment. So it's just a weird thing to monitor. We'll I try to give you nothing. Hopefully Drew Brees is okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's fake. Okay. Which is just an odd thing to fake. Yeah, faking somebody possibly dying to draw attention to your company <laughs> for gambling purposes. For gambling purposes, not not the best strategy there. Uh, let's get to the Pac-12 Championship game, Bob. Why is this point spread two and a half? <laughs> what am I missing here as a guy who uh, does not always win his bets? I have no clue. USC is rolling right now. Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman. Utah's just not having their traditional year. They Kind of backed into this Pac-12 championship game. I mean, kind of, yeah. They needed a, needed somebody else to win a game in order to get in. Uh, yeah, the Ducks got beat by Oregon State and UW again on Saturday because the Huskies yeah. went against the Cougars, put Utah in this place, and Utah was technically kind of eliminated in the second to last week of the season, and then everything went their way. I, I don't know how to feel about this, man, but when I see things in Vegas go a different way than I think, it tends to make me raise my eyebrows. I, I don't know what's up with the line. This is a fishy line. It's been a fishy line all week. Why USC is not favored by five and a half, six and a half. I know they lost head-to-head to Utah earlier, but a lot of things had to go Utah's way in order to win that game, not to mention the fact that Rice-Eccles at night is one of the hardest places to play in the entire conference. This is not going to be a game at Rice-Eccles at night, although I imagine there's going to be a huge contingent of Utah fans there just because it's a little bit closer uh, to get to Vegas. The game is sold out. I'm excited for that. I love that the Pac-12 has a standalone thing on Friday nights. Um, you know, If you play this game at any time on Saturday, there's not really a window for you, and I don't think you're getting viewers to switch over from you know, a Michigan Big Ten national cha- or a, a conference championship. or I think, to, to me, the one that falls by the wayside is the ACC because they play at the same time as the Big Ten, and I think they lose viewers because of that. So I love the strategy to play it on Friday nights, love the strategy to have it uh, in Vegas. I just I don't, see how, I don't see how Utah wins this game. And I promise you, I'm not trying a reverse jinx here. I, I don't see how they win this game. I don't either. They, Cam Rising has been up and down this year. Their defense is not as dominant as it's been. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Oregon, hell, Oregon stuffed the rushing attack two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And then Oregon State ran down their throat And when Oregon knew they were going to run the ball. So Utah has not been the team this year that we've seen the last couple of years. They still have had a tremendous season. Nine and three is a good year for them. Uh, but the way USC's got it going right now, and the way Caleb Williams is playing, he is the best player in college football. And he 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 masks all their deficiencies on the defensive side of the ball, you know, having a big injury at running back. Caleb Williams overcomes all of that. He is the sole reason they are eleven and one this year. Uh in you know, contingent along uh, along with Lincoln Riley. But I I don't know, understand why this spreads two and a half and I don't see how Utah wins this game. Well, the other part of this too is we saw in Eugene a couple weeks ago, Cam Risings had some really bad think of the Florida game, think of Eugene. He had some really bad moments for himself in big spots. And I don't know how that doesn't play a factor here. Yeah, A kid turns the football over, doesn't make the right read, and Caleb Williams just hasn't. But I will allow this. It is the Pac-12. Oh, I think it's the, the, uh, maybe that's why the spread's two and a half. It's, it's the, the Pac-12. spot for the Pac-12 team that can finally get through and go back to the playoff 
throwing up all over themselves tonight. I mean, you go back to 2019, Utah was a one-loss team. They were one win away from going to the college football playoff. If you remember how Oregon finished that season, that was the year they went on the road to ASU. They lost. Their playoff dreams were done. They came home and played the Civil War and looked bad in doing it, barely beat Oregon State. And I think that was the random Jebbia-started game or something uh, where as a backup quarterback, they just they didn't look very good. They didn't look plugged in. And everybody went into that conference championship saying what I just said for the last three minutes. There's no chance Oregon's going to win this game. And not only did Oregon win that game, they dominated Utah. They knocked him out of the college football playoff. So maybe that's why Vegas says it's two and a half. Like, this is a Pac-12. Stupid stuff happens in the Pac-12. Lord knows I'm going to be rooting for Utah tonight. I want nothing more than a Ute victory. I think it'd be awesome. But I just, oh, man, I just, I can't go there. I've been trying to go there with you the last couple of weeks because you've been bringing this up. Like if they if they get through the regular season 11 and one, and they can win the Pac-12 championship, they go to the playoff. I've been trying to go to your level, and I, I I'm not even saying I don't understand it. Of like hatred towards USC level, or what are we talking about? Just not not wanting a Pac-12 team in the playoff, and I know oh. they would probably get bludgeoned by Georgia as everybody else has. But see, they're not. A, that's that's where we just. It's not a Pac-12 team making the playoff. Like we need to get to that mental space. Yeah, but we're USC's not, there not yet. in the conference anymore. But they're they're going to be back here next year. Sure, that's fine. It's and gonna be the, Caleb Williams is going to be back, and they're probably going to yeah. win the conference again next year because Caleb Williams is a stud. And, and they're and probably going to add somebody in the portal. That's oh, they got that. Kid, and guess but. what? We're going to spend the entire next offseason talking about is see you just lost the most dominant team of your sure. conference, and sure. how's the Pac-12 ever going to survive? Like I'm, I just mark my words. If USC wins this game tonight, the entire com- conversation around them in the playoff will be. Look what the Big Ten is adding. Not look how good the Pac-12 was this year. And this was a very good year for the Pac-12. But this goes to the conversation we had yesterday about Penn State and Washington. And I I got into it with a a listener yesterday a little bit back and forth on Twitter about he was like, Penn State's clearly better and Washington lost to ASU. And I'm like, well, what's better? Two top 20 wins or you had better losses? Like Penn State has quality losses. Washington has the worst loss. But Penn State hasn't beat anybody ranked. I'd also argue they don't have quality losses. They got their... They got bludgeoned by Ohio State and Michigan. Like, I, the Ohio quality. State one was that was a close game that got out of but hand. It, but with it wasn't a final. Late. The final outcome final was not yeah. a close game. You you absolutely threw up all over yourself and choked in front of your crowd, and you gave them like thirty points in four minutes. So this kind of goes to that conversation. The reason I'm in on the USC thing today, one, I personally feel a little validated. I thought that was a monster move with potential to pay off. Did I see this coming year one? Definitely not. But I was really excited that Caleb Williams decided to come to this conference. He was a stud at Oklahoma. I'm not surprised he's a stud at, at USC. He kept you from a Pac-12 championship game. Uh, yeah, he did. He's effing good, man. He's going to win the Heisman Trophy. I can't hate a player because they're better than anybody on our defense. The other part of this, too, though, Dirt, is this conference had a great year. Mm-hmm. By every measure... That you look at a conference and say, is that a good conference? The Pac-12 checked the boxes. Yes, they did. Uh, Oregon didn't necessarily finish exactly how they wanted. Oregon had a good year. Oregon State had a great year for them. Washington, great breakout year. Uh, UCLA, again, stumbled a little bit. Great year. Utah, weird but good year. And USC, phenomenal year. Half your conference basically is had something to be proud of. Half, Half of your, your conference. Yeah, they're ranked in the top 20 in the college football playoff rankings. And so you're you're pointing, and it's fair to point this out, you're pointing to USC going and somebody of note is going to say, hey, look at the Big Ten's going to get. You're not wrong there. I just don't care. They've never cared about this conference. They don't care about this conference. It's always the, back, the Pac-12 on the back burner. Hey, the Big Ten. Hey, the SEC. 
I don't care about that. I think USC getting the playoff tonight would be big for the conference, not because of the future of the conference, but because it would validate my belief and what I saw as a sports fan. This is a good conference. And saying you got a playoff team out of all that, I, I, it makes me feel better as a Pac-12 fan. It does. I don't care where they're going in two years. They're here now. They're representing the conference. They could get to the playoff. I feel like my wife has cheated on me, and I'm going on and on about how nice she is, though. She's just so nice to me. There's some Jerry Falwell energy going on right now. <laughs> Am I in the corner watching? You're in the corner I'm watching. I'm a watcher. You're a watcher right now. I just, They're cheating on you. Yeah. They don't love you, Brandon. They don't love you. They're leaving you behind. I think you're more prone to get They what, might be the reason you end up in the Mountain West in five years, and you're sitting here saying, golly gee, Williger's going to the playoffs. Joke's on you and become a billionaire, and we're going to stay. <laughs> Fund that school all the way to stay in Power 5 relevance. No, the conversation I think you're alluding to, though, I don't think that comes till next year. If USC comes back and there's somewhat this, if not undefeated, then yes, I think your point will be more validated this year. I think they'll talk about the Pac-12. They'll kind of say, hey, look how many teams are in the top 20. And USC <laughs> I hope will go to you're five. right. Well, I hope so you're far, right. we haven't had any conversations of USC's dream season. There's been nobody that's like, hey, look what the Big Ten's getting. I think that comes next year. And so I will take this year, and I will say, get to the playoff, finish this thing off. I don't care if you win or lose because usually the four seed gets killed anyway. <laughs> and the Pac-12 will have a playoff team, and we'll say, look how many great teams we had. We had six great teams. Yeah. The only silver lining for me is if they win tonight, at least I get to watch Lincoln Riley with the Heisman winning trophy, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback get massacred in the playoff again. A tradition That's, unlike any. A other. tradition unlike any other, and it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't at all. Uh, Matt Mayoko covers the Niners. We'll get his thoughts on this 49er and Dolphin game. We'll spray the line an hour from right now, so get those spraying line sponsors in at the fan text line. We'll get to the other college uh, conference championships. Is it a bit of a dud conference championship weekend to you? Kind of has that feel for me. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the NFL. But Matt Mayoko, NBC Sports Bay Area, joins us next. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing. Born at the Beach. All right, Daily Ticker Time here on a Friday. Brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company. Born to the Beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. One of the big games in the NFL this weekend that we are jacked up for is San Francisco and Miami. We talked about it a lot earlier on in the show. Let's head down to the Bay Area now with our friend Matt Mayoko at Mayoko NBCS on Twitter. We'll give him a follow. He uh, works for NBC Sports Bay Area covering the 49ers for 28 years. Matt, good morning to you. Thanks for the time here in Portland. I mean, I, probably a dumb, easy question to answer, but where's the excitement level? I mean, we're up here in the Northwest looking at this game saying, this is going to be awesome. McDaniel versus Shanahan. How's everybody down there in the Bay Area feeling about it? Yeah, no, I think uh, there is a lot more excitement with the 49ers, a lot more uh, just kind of energy with the team on a four-game winning streak. And you know, this is this is one game. I mean, they, they've had some some pretty big ones in a row. Well, not not necessarily the game against the Saints, but <laughs> you know they played the Rams, they played the Chargers, they go to Mexico City, they played the Cardinals. And then the Saints last week, and then that followed up by the Dolphins, Buccaneers, 
and then the big one on the Thursday night against Seattle. So this is one of, of a lot of kind of interesting games, and probably the thing that makes this game so interesting, well, two things, I guess, would be the, the 49ers defense is facing you know one of the better offenses in the league, one of the more dynamic offenses with a lot of team speed. And then, of course, it's pupil and mentor. You know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's Kyle Shanahan going up against – um, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel was with Shanahan for 12 years. Uh, they know each other very well, so it'll be a um, interesting matchup in the sense that both offenses like to do the same things. They go about it differently, though. A little bit more downfield, a little bit more explosiveness with the with the Dolphins and the 49ers. You know, short passing game. They like to run it, obviously, and get the ball in the hands of their playmakers and let them do. Uh, make all the yards after the catch. So it, it's, in a sense, it's contrasting styles, but very similar in the way they go about it. Uh, Matt, you guys got a lot of really good pieces about the two coaches and just this matchup in general on the website, and I was going through them and reading them all. And I, I, I'm curious to ask you, you've been around this 49ers team for a long time, so I, I know you're familiar with Mike McDaniel and have been. Are are you surprised there's a, there's a blurb in one of your pieces about Shanahan saying he's got a unique personality and he wasn't sure how he was going to take to the podium and, and be at the microphone. And he's been an entirely different coach than we've ever seen before. We've never seen a football coach kind of talk and act the way that Mike McDaniel does. I'm assuming he was this way behind the scenes last year when nobody really knew who he was. Are you surprised it's worked so well in year one with that kind of personality? That is a great question, and my answer is yes, because <laughs> I never for you know, I've known him for for several years, you know, basically since he came to the 49ers, and I always knew that he was a brilliant guy. I always knew he was you know extremely quirky, uh, very funny, but I never saw him as a head coach, and and that shame on me because um, I just the reason I never saw him or envisioned him as a head coach was because there's nobody, been nobody like him. You know, he, he doesn't talk like a head coach, doesn't look like a head coach, doesn't act like a head coach. But what he does is he talks, acts and, and conducts himself like Mike McDaniel. And so he is genuine. That is who he is. He hasn't changed a bit. And I think that's been the secret to his success is that, he didn't get that job and all of a sudden say, okay, I'm a head coach. I have to start acting like a head coach. You know, I have to start wearing my, uh, you know, my bike, my tight bike uh, shorts. I need to uh, have a whistle around my neck. I need to puff my chest out and talk with a deeper voice. You know, no, he didn't do any of that stuff. He did not conform. And that's why he's been successful. And, and I think, I mean, you can attest to this is that, you know, athletes, Anybody, but athletes, I think in particular, can absolutely see through phoniness. Mm-hmm. You know, they, there is, they they know when someone's not being genuine, and that impacts that coach's relationship with players and just the the respect level. What coaches or what players want more than anything, they don't care about anything other than can this guy make me a better player? Can I learn from him? Can he? take my talents and make me better. And that's what Mike McDaniel does. And that's why he's been successful year one with the Dolphins. There's a clip, Matt, of him with two on the sidelines and they're talking and Tua walks away and and Mike is talking to his coordinators and goes, word on the street is Tua thinks I'm a weirdo. (laughs) And he goes, 
he doesn't realize that weirdo I, I take more as a compliment than an insult. And I'm, I'm curious, not like the actual first meeting, but like what was kind of your introductory to, oh, Mike McDaniel's a different dude. Do you remember that moment where you went, oh, this guy's different? This is, yes, I do. It's very funny. It was, might have been after his first season, and he was, you know, we didn't really get a chance to talk to him. I knew him kind of in passing. So it probably would have been after the 2017 season and set at the NFL scouting combine. And I'm in a, in an establishment. And by the way, uh, Mike was not drinking. Mike, Mike has, uh, has a well-documented history with uh, alcohol issues that he is, um, he's turned his life around. Um, so anyway, we were in an establishment and I was with another person and, uh, I, I introduced myself to him. We're talking and the, the guy says something along the lines of, man, you look familiar. There's somebody you look like. And McDaniel says, I get that all the time. He goes, and then he pauses and he goes, Tiger Woods, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so right then it was like, oh, oh, okay, this guy has a great sense of humor. Um, so that right there was probably the very first time I was like, okay, this guy this guy's a little bit different. You know, he's, he's got a great sense of humor. He's funny as heck. His childhood, his best friend growing up was Dan Soder, the comedian. <laughs> and they always joked that, um, you know, I think Soder, well, from an early age, those guys were like the nerds in, in high school or in, uh, I think elementary school. And Soder wanted to, you know, he knew he wanted to be a comedian. He'd be practicing his, his stand-up routine and in the basement of the, all those, all their friends. And, and Mike McDaniel was a football nerd. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, he wanted to be an NFL coach. And, and at some point I know Soder was like, I'm a better coach than you. And McDaniel's like, oh, I'm funnier than you. So <laughs> he's been that way for a long time. Oh, that's a great story. Matt Mayoko is our guest, NBC Sports Bay Area. You can give a follow on Twitter, at Mayoko NBCS, and uh, check out the 49ers Talk podcast as well. Uh, it, it feels like, Matt, we've reached a time of year where it's, you know, every week you check the injury report and it's half the roster that shows up. Who's going to play? Who's not going to play? We wait for those announcements on Saturday. Uh, anything you're hearing about, I know Debo's question, McCaffrey, I think, has been up in the air all week. Armstead, they're hoping he's back. Just where, where are the 49ers who have dealt with a ton of injuries this year? Where do you think they're at health-wise going into this one? Uh, pretty good. I mean, about as well as they've been you know, throughout the most of the season. In fact, I mean, the kind of big one was if you saw that game Sunday against the Saints. I mean, when Jimmy Garoppolo went down, mm-hmm. you know, that was the same knee that he sustained the ACL on. I mean, he, he was – appeared to be in pain. I don't know if that was more just kind of scary feeling or not, but he's fine. Uh, Christian McCaffrey says he's fine. He returned to practice yesterday. Eric Armstead says he's good to go. Then I guess the one guy would be, well, and we know that Elijah Mitchell is going to yeah. be out for the regular season with a knee injury. So that, that's a big one too. But um, the, the one I, I'm not sure about is Debo Samuel. He didn't practice yesterday with a quad injury and you know, he's kind of had some soft tissue stuff. He had a, a hamstring going into last week. So now he has a quad. So I don't know based on him not practicing yesterday, what his status is going to be, but uh, we'll find out in a few hours here, how they have him listed, uh, whether it is questionable or even doubtful. Uh, I don't think that he would, they would rule him out, but we'll see. Um, so that would be the main one to keep an eye on is, Debo Samuel's availability. Uh, how do you think it's going to ultimately shake out? Because San Francisco's got interesting pass rush 
uh, opportunity given the uh, Dolphins' offensive line. But then you look at the mm-hmm. weapons and how quick Tua gets the ball out could present some real problems for that 49ers secondary. How do you think this thing's ultimately going to shake out? Uh, and then we also have the added element of potential of rain, right? That last time oh. I checked, it's 70% chance of rain at Levi Stadium on Sunday. So, you know, when, whenever you introduce that element into uh, the conditions, you know, it, it kind of messes things up a little bit. Um, you know, it just becomes now a matter of, okay, who can take care of the football if it is raining? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a really intriguing game. Um it looks like Nick Bosa will probably be matched up against a backup left tackle with Armstead Turin, uh, Armstead out for this game, or it looks like he's going to be out. So that's going to be some, you know, that's going to provide some opportunities for Bosa, who really doesn't need too many opportunities mm-hmm. to to go make game changing types of plays. So I don't know. I mean, I I don't even know what the I don't even know what the point spread is in this game. I, I would imagine maybe 49ers a three point favorite. Four. Four, um, yeah. four. Four. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I, I mean, I I would think that maybe that sounds about right. Um, 49ers just haven't had any consistency on offense, though. You know, I thought they were finding their way. Uh, based on kind of the buildup of the way they played against the, the Rams and Chargers. And then they put together a really good effort, uh, pretty much a complete team effort against the Cardinals, but they didn't carry that momentum over against the Saints. So a lot of it is, you know, which 49ers offense is going to show up. <laughs> I think the defense is always going to keep them in games. And now it's a, a matter for the 49ers if they're going to make a deep run at this thing the offense has to catch up to the defense. Yeah, I got Chiefs and Bengals this week, 49ers and Dolphins. What a week in the NFL, both in that 1 p.m. Uh, slate. Matt Mayoko has been covering the 49ers for 28 years. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Mayoko NBCS, and check out the 49ers Talk Podcast. Matt, thanks for the insight, the update. We always love catching up with you, and hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Always my pleasure. Thanks, guys. There you go. Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area. Mike McDaniel is easily my favorite person in the NFL. Yeah. He is hilarious. His backstory is incredible. Uh, and the, I, I, if you put like a 30-minute show on television every week that was just Mike McDaniel mic'd up, I, I would watch that religiously. I, I pulled Mike McDaniel audio last night thinking we could do some rejoiners on the football show, yeah. the Football Friday, uh, not remembering, of <laughs> course. But, yeah, there's, there's a lot of audio out there that you can find about him. He's just a different He's hilarious, guy, dude. He he had one this last weekend. Their fullback juked somebody and broke a tackle and gained an extra six yards, and then they showed him mic'd up on the sideline on you know the next series. The fullback standing next to him, he's like, hey, you know that thing where you did? Where the guy, you didn't let the guy tackle you, and you kept going? That was really cool. He also says his fullback's like, yeah, tack, you know, broken tackles, baby. He jokingly says Tua has swag. It's how he overcame his high school technique, which was trash, <laughs> according to Mike McDaniel. And Tua says, oh, I got swag. And then he walks away, and Mike goes, did you hear Tua? Yeah. Anytime you got to say you got swag, <laughs> you don't. He's a national treasure, man. I, I love that dude. And uh, what he's done with Miami this year is impressive. Can't wait for that game on uh, Sunday. A couple other NFL notes to get to. We'll dive back into some college football things in the final hour. Spreading the line at 830. Get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. But is this a deal or no deal? That's next on The Fan. All right, we'll get back into college football. Top of the hour. Something that this weekend is going to lack that will not be lacking for long. Did you see the movie about yourself? No. What movie about myself? You didn't see that yesterday? No. The Cocaine Bear? 
The Cocaine Bear. Is that my nickname? <laughs> the Cocaine Bear. They uh yeah, I, I, a nickname. I did see the trailer for the Cocaine Bear and I will watch that movie. You will. I will watch. Not in theaters, but I will watch it when like if that's when that's on like Netflix and it's you know one o'clock in the morning, you're like, yeah, I'll dive into Cocaine Bear. Ray Liotta, R. I. P. It's his last movie. This is it. Yeah. I mean you gotta go down with Ray Liotta. You know who is directing that movie? Who? Elizabeth Banks. Okay. Do you know that is? I do. Okay. Yeah. Underrated hot. Uh, yeah. Also really funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. Zach and Miriam make a porno. Great movie. 40-year-old virgin. 40-year-old virgin. She's got a lot of yeah. good roles over the years. Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah, she was in Hunger Games. That's right. She got a pretty big role in that movie. She did. Yeah. I only saw the first one. You I didn't watch the second and third Hunger Games? Nah, I gave up. Oh. I'm assuming she survived. She make it through? Did she? Did she survive the Hunger Games? Well, she actually doesn't. She's not participating in them. Oh, okay. she worked. Yeah, okay. Okay. Behind, okay. She works sorry. for the propagandist <laughs> government. But yeah, you know, sorry. whatever. Sorry, I digress. Okay, I digress. Uh, I like playing the game every now and then. Deal or no deal? Yeah. Uh, Sierra threw a birthday party for Russell Wilson, and only half the team showed up. Mm. Deal or no deal? In what way are you asking me if that's a deal or no deal? Like, not enough people, or we're not well, buying this is, that half this the team is, showed up? This was on the heels of the defensive lineman yelling in his face and the reports that he has lost the locker room. Here, we'll play this quickly. Here is Nathaniel Hackett, their head coach, not for long, on if Russell Wilson has lost the locker room. Yeah, you know, I heard, I heard that a little bit. Uh, I mean, to me, it's all gossip. I mean, I know how this locker room, we have a fantastic locker room. Um, when you look at a guy like Russ, I mean, he, he's unbelievable. I mean, he works... I mean, I've never seen somebody work that hard. I've never seen somebody uh, try to embrace a team like he has uh, while he's here. I mean, just just from everything that he does, from walkthroughs to helping. I mean, how, how he is in the community. I mean, Russ is awesome, and, and we just need to do better as a team. It, it's that simple. And all that stuff, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, you know, I love Russ. <laughs> he was also asked. That was the most non-answer answer yeah. I've heard in a while. He was also asked at the press conference this week, Do, can you foresee a time in which you bench Russell Wilson? And he said, right now, no. It was like, wait, what? That wasn't very emphatic. Man, John <laughs> right Elway, no? John Elway got to be waking up going, should I fire this guy right now or continue to wait? <laughs> they are in Baltimore this weekend, but th- that was that was the feeding of the report of nobody. Mm-hmm. half the team showed up to his birthday party. See, he's lost the locker room. Well, well hold on. Do quarterbacks get the whole team to show up to? And by the way, where that are you was going my to thought. have a whole team at it, to host them? It was at his house, I believe. It was like a surprise party that Sierra tried to plan, and it was the team's off day, so she planned it on the team's off day. But that's if you counted plus ones for people. Some of these players have plus threes because they live great lives. <laughs> plus fours. Yeah, so like if, <laughs> if you count those numbers up, I don't care that this man has 11 bedrooms and 12 toilets. He has more bathrooms than he does uh, touchdown passes. Uh, Joe Flacco has as many touchdown passes as Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has thrown eight touchdowns this year. They have played 11 games. Joe He's Flacco not missed a game. hasn't played in like a month and a half. <laughs> I did think this was, I think, A, I think Russell Wilson has lost the locker room. B, I don't think people not showing up to his birthday party has anything to do with that. Like okay, so so do you, are you saying that you you think half of the team is not a good thing that showed up? I'm saying it's not a deal and it's overblown, but I also think he's lost the locker room. But I don't use the birthday party as the example of why he's, I think he lost the locker room because he's phony and they suck. Well, here's my question: Did he ever have the locker room? I, maybe not. Maybe not. He doesn't strike me as walk in with personality and gets it, guy. Like I got to be honest, I love you guys. You're great. You're great to work with. Oh, if God. you invited me to a birthday party, I might not show up. Really? Yeah. What what day of the week is it? What time? Where do I have to go? How far do I have to drive? So if I invited you to my birthday this weekend, you wouldn't show up? 
I got to think about what I got going on this weekend. Wow. <laughs> you got other, you got people. You, people are going to be there. You're not going to be by yourself. You said you were just watching football all weekend. <laughs> exactly. What do you think about what you got going on this weekend? It's kind of a long drive. Sprague, if you invited me. I got to feed the hog. I got to do my As homework. long as it wasn't during the Pilots game, I would be there. Uh, it's a Halloween-themed costume party. Still in? I'll figure something out. You gotta you show, show up, up in a, to a costume. You party? gotta show up in a costume. I'll figure something out. You better not do the stupid three-hole punch paper thing that Jim. Halpert no, 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 no. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't mail it in. He's, no. he's gonna come in a, in a pilot's polo and say, "I'm the voice of the pilots." I, look, I don't buy that he actually got half the team to show up. I think the people that showed up were more interested to meet his wife uh, because she's a celebrity and she's smoking hot. And well, as we see with Chris Paul, there's a lot of athletes that have urges. Uh, <laughs> I'm still gonna say no deal though. Like no deal. I, I go no deal. I don't think this is a big deal. I don't. I'm, I, I don't read into who goes to birthday parties or not. I think what I see on the field is what my deal or no deal is. Yes. And a defensive lineman screamed in his face. They tried to downplay this and say it was no big deal. Competitive juices were flowing. That dude told him to get his ass together. They are tired of carrying that team. Mm-hmm. That defense has been lights out. It's been one of the better units in the NFL. And their offense, if they just scored. Four more points would be nine and two. If they went from their fourteen point per game average to eighteen point four, they would be a nine and two team. That's how good the defense has been. Number one scoring defense in the NFL. Yeah, no deal on the birthday attendance deal that he has lost that locker room. Well, Absolutely. Also, you also think too, like they they went to Carolina last week. They got back. Think about how banged up guys are. Like you get one off day a week as an NFL player. They had one off day. And they decided to throw a birthday party for him on the off day like that. Now we got to go back on the road to Baltimore this week. Like we got practice coming up. Like, I, I, do I want to spend my one off day at Sierra and Russell Wilson's house looking at their thirteen toilets? Well, That's that would be my view as a teammate. I don't think that makes me a bad teammate. I just like I don't want to go. I, I, he's just got. There's a. I think Russell Wilson has a great heart. I think he's got evidence that he's a good dude. But I think he struggles internally. With being legitimately authentic. Yes. I think he knows he's a cornball and he's, you know, a, more of a nerd than he is the cool guy. But he's got jock ability. And I think he struggles with this. And you see it in commercials, you see it on social media, you see it on the field, I think, even. And I think his ability to lean into his Mike McDaniel in that locker room in Seattle and Denver has absolutely shown itself. I've always said this. I think Russell Wilson is Jameis Winston, but better. <laughs> we always chastise Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston does the cliche quarterback thing, and it comes off so weird and so phony that he tries too hard, and he's eating W's of his hand. I think Russell Wilson's that, but he's just better in the same way that like bad leadership shows itself at quarterback C. Zach Wilson, whereas you can be a bad leader, but if you're Aaron Rodgers' ability – you can be the MVP and you can win. Um, so he's lost his locker room, evidently, because nobody showed up to his birthday party this week. Uh, and a, a uh, future tease here coming up at 830. You will hear me pick and spring in the line a Denver Bronco under because they hit every single week. Ten and one. Ten and one this year. Ten and ten one. And, one. So and you, that number's 39. Yeah, bet your ass I'm betting that coming up at 830. Get your fake sponsors in. We both spring in the line at 830. I want to get back into college football, though, to start the final hour. Uh, something that this weekend is missing that will change soon. That's where we start next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 